way that we could just all lift our hands right where we're at and can we just ask the Lord to minister to us? Lord, bring direction into this room tonight. Minister from the word of the Lord. Anoint me and use me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Put your words in my mouth. Give me wisdom to speak your word correctly, God. I pray that before this service is over, that we would all understand that we are here for such a time as this. And that you have a divine destiny upon this place right now, God. And that we would begin to become the heavenly stronghold that you have called us to be. I know that you are able, God. Speak to us in this room tonight. Speak, God, into this place. Speak to individuals, God, personally. Speak to us as a body collectively. We know that you are able to do all things, God. Let it be done in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. God has already visited us with his presence. Amen. <clears throat> I want to talk to you tonight on heaven's strongholds. Um, oftentimes in revivals, and this is just something that the Lord has really uh, been dealing with me about this week, oftentimes in revivals, we come as evangelists and we stir the pot and we get things all mixed up and then we leave and typically things go back to normal. Things typically just go right back to how they usually go. And uh, a man of God in my life uh, called me a few days ago and kind of rebuked me on that and said that you need to start learning how to set up heaven's strongholds in locations and maintaining gained territory. So after he made that statement about heaven's strongholds, I uh, began to study and try to figure out what exactly does that mean? How can we set up heavenly strongholds within our city? How can we set up heavenly strongholds within our homes? And through that, I was led on a little bit of a journey, and that's what I'm going to try to teach to us tonight. And uh, I do realize that we have a, a very eclectic view as far as spiritual maturity here, and I'm very thankful for that. I just want the common denominator among us to be hunger for genuine apostolic revival. We're in revival, but I want the real thing to be here. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start in 2 Corinthians Chapter 10, verse number 3, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. 
Now watch as we talk about strongholds. What are these strongholds? Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So the apostle, as he was addressing strongholds, he says this is how you pull strongholds down. You do this by casting down imaginations. Anything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing those things into captivity through the obedience of Christ. Then we're going to look at Genesis chapter 1, verse number 27. This is God's initial plan for humanity. So God created man in his own image. That is God's plan for us to become the image of of him we we are to be after the image of christ we are to be although yes we are baptized in jesus name filled with the gift of the holy ghost that is just the beginning of our walk with god that is the first step that we take after we take that step now we are to be conforming ourselves into the image of god it was very the beginning he made man in his image that was his initial plan with creation that we would be in the image of god so as we begin to look into this tonight, we begin to see that strongholds in the Old Testament were physical places. They were places of, of safety. Uh, many times a stronghold, if you look throughout the, uh, the Psalms, uh, you see David would put himself in caves, and he called these caves a stronghold. It was a physical place, often in mountainsides. Uh, I believe it's in uh, the story of Gideon. He talks about how the children of Israel made themselves a stronghold against the Midianites. So strongholds is a place of protection, or it is a place that is not easily penetrated. It is a place that is not easily broken down. A stronghold can be one of two things, a place of protection from the enemy or it can be a source of defense for the enemy. So each side can have a stronghold. Strongholds where uh, places of, for the devil as far as it goes is where demonic or sinful activities is usually uh, defended and, and, and protected. So when we look at strongholds uh, in the Old Testament, we see that they are physical places but strongholds in the new testament are places within humanity so the place that a enemy would make a stronghold now is actually within our thoughts any place within humanity uh, that is a stronghold of the enemy is something that is evil demonic or sinful that is protected by the way we think Give me an example. All right. You see many people throughout the world here today. They do not practice homosexuality. They do not practice that act. But yet they defend those that do practice it. Although they themselves do not partake of it. God has, I mean, the enemy has set up strongholds within humanity. They protect that sinful nature of creation or, or, or uh, of people. So we see the LGBTQT. You don't partake of it. I don't partake. We don't agree with it. But there are people throughout the world that agree with those things, and yet they don't partake of it. You see this. You see it in many uh, uh, arguments, and you see this in many debates. One of my favorite uh, person that I like to watch debate is Ben Shapiro and he'll stand before people that do not partake of that act 
but nevertheless, they defend the people that do. That is a stronghold in our world. Now, they don't actually have a physical place with the, you know, the castle and or the cave like they would in the Old Testament. But within the thoughts of humanity, the devil has set up strongholds within people. So we see that strongholds and, and, and these places are actually embedded into the imagination and the knowledge of people. So we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We receive this, this beautiful, this beautiful infilling of God in us. And I, I, I want to personally say this. I do not believe that a person that is full of the Holy Ghost can be possessed by a devil. They can't. Now, they can be oppressed by one. You can be attacked by one. But if you have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, you cannot be possessed by the devil. Amen. So as we know, that the devil does not have physical strongholds. So what does he do against the church? He starts trying to embed himself in the way that we think. 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, my text, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So watch, an imagination is this a thought an intent a plan an invention or i love this last little word i found in my bible program and it is a weaving thing so it's something that weaves itself into the thoughts the imaginations and to the intent of humanity so the enemy does not have a physical stronghold and he cannot possess the church that is filled with his spirit but he can oppress us by inflicting the way that we think. He can get into our way of thinking. Why is the thinking so important? I was led to Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able, watch, to do exceeding abundantly and above all that we ask or according to the power that worketh in us. So why is it that the enemy would choose to set up evil or demonic strongholds in the mind of the believers and oppress the way that they think because when you as a spirit-filled believer work ephesians 3 and 20 backwards first you have to be filled with the gift of the holy ghost when you have that gift faith starts as a thought we think okay i can be healed tonight we think, okay, I can be delivered tonight. We think, okay, I can be set free tonight. And then through the process of thinking, we build enough courage to speak with faith. So that is the process of how we operate. So why is the enemy wanting to set up strongholds in the mind of the believer? Because if he can demolish positive thinking and he can demolish how we would think through faith, we start to think, all right, I'm hurting in my body tonight. Faith is here, the, the, the preacher's preaching. I think I can be healed. I think God can take this pain. And then watch, before long, that thought process is going to bring you to the altar. You're going to lift your hands and say, in Jesus' name, I need my healing of such and such, or I need deliverance from such and such. That is going to happen because that's, what, that's the process of faith. So what the enemy is trying to do within the church is get in our mind. 
and destroy the way we think. He's going to set up his strongholds within the mind of the believer. And if he can begin to tear down our thoughts, if he can begin to tear down those things, he knows you're not going to begin to think amongst yourself, I can be healed, because you'll be saying, I can be healed, and the next thought will be, but I, I did this. Or the next thought will be, well, it didn't happen last time. And so faults stop us experience watch past experiences stop us think about abraham for just a moment abraham experienced the failure of not being able to bear a child for a long time but what abraham did that made him the father of many nations was is he believed the word of god until experience changed to the word of god past experience said it can't happen but he kept believing the word until experience shifted and shaped into the reality of the word of God. So this is what it tries to do is it tries to bring past experiences that it didn't happen. And it sets up these strongholds that cause us to think it can't happen. And through thinking it can't happen, you lose that faith and you don't go forward and ask God to do it. So it's one thing that we have to begin to do tonight. Now, all of this, I hope, before it's over, is going to make sense on why we're starting here. We have to begin to change the way we think. We have to begin to tear down these... If we're going to set up heavenly strongholds, if we're going to be the heavenly stronghold God has called us to be, we first have to begin to purge ourselves of wicked imaginations and these strongholds and these thought processes that have crippled us for far too long. We have to bring these things into captivity. It's the only way we can move from being bound by our thought processes to loosing the gift of God to begin to work on our behalf and see everything that God is wanting us to see in this season. Amen. So we begin to see things. We, we have to be conformed into the image of Christ. John 14 and 30 says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh. Watch, but he has nothing in me. That's what Jesus said. He has nothing in me. So that's where we have got to get to from a standpoint of a born-again believer where we are changing ourselves into the image of God to a point to where when we get ready to do a work on behalf of God that we can say Satan has nothing in me. He has no stronghold set up in the way of my thinking. He has nothing that he can do to cripple us from being used like God wants us to be used to set up the things God wants us to set up. Satan had nothing in Jesus, and that's what we need to be trying to say every day of our lives. The only way to pull down strongholds, are you ready? Mark 6 and 12. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And then they cast out devils and anointed with oil and many that were sick and God, what? He healed them. So let's look at this process together. First, this is just, it's beautiful how it all connects into our salvation. First, repent of the sin that you have committed. You repent, all right. Then you get to a place where God can fill you with himself. And then you're going to be free from those things that have had you bound, right? But we are fools to think 
that the moment we are born again, that the thoughts of which we had before are just going to be gone. Anybody else left a powerful altar call and then you walk out of the building and you're back in the real world and what comes against you? So we have to pull down these strongholds that have been coming against our mind. Coming against our mind. If you have lived for God any time at all, you have torn down strongholds of the enemy in your mind. These were broken when you repented, and these were broken when you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But sometimes we have to realize that not everything immediately. Yes, we get freed from a lot of things, but I have noticed at times when we get, we get baptized, everything is, is erased into that. But when we come up, it's like when we get out in the real world, our mind starts to play those tricks on us. So the steps of Christian maturity is this. I'm free from it, but now I've got to tear down the stronghold that has my mind bound. Amen. 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 Luke 2, 35. Ye ha, uh, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Jesus came to reveal the thoughts of human hearts, the way we think, the way we operate. And if you're truly walking with the Lord... It is his intent as you take a progression in your faith to continually be revealing the thoughts that are coming against the knowledge of Christ. He said these wicked imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of the Lord. So we have these thoughts that are constantly trying to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. I'm going to get into how we can combat that. We see in Matthew chapter 4, verse number, I mean, Matthew chapter 12, verse number 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. Watch. He left the house and he goes looking for a house that it may find what? Rest. Jesus revealed again that there is a dimension to human nature that can be possessed with the enemy. But if you are filled with his spirit, I, again, you cannot be possessed filled with the Holy Ghost. But it begins to oppress you through the way that you think. So when you are delivered, now we have to deal with the way we think. Because we have to get away from seeking just this relief. Because if you just seek relief from those things, he can come back and find a house swept, empty, and he finds it that he is looking for a place of rest. So evidently he's looking for a place where he has no fight. When you feel relief from the enemy, like we are feeling in our services right now, like we are feeling in this amazing revival that God has blessed this place with, we are feeling the relief from those things. Now is the time to set up strongholds from heaven that will fill the place of which we have made the enemy evacuate. So he's looking for a place of rest. Think about that. He's looking for a place where he can take ease once more. 
just because we are feeling the relief of the moment of revival does not mean it's time to just stop and enjoy the good services. Now is the time for us to go and set heavenly strongholds up. Man. I'm not trying to preach. I need to calm down. So if we're going to be successful in spiritual battles, we must seek more than just relief in these moments. We must pursue at those moments that we conform these areas to Christ. We conform these areas to Christ. And watch, if we don't, 2 Peter 2 and 20, for if they had escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse than them being in the beginning. For it had been better for them not to know the way of righteousness than after they had known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. What he's trying to say is, it's better for us to have just leave the things that we have upset alone than it is for us to upset these avenues, bring deliverance into these people that are being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, all of this good stuff that is happening, and then we don't set stuff up to occupy until he comes. Our desire has to be more than just deliverance. It has to be seeking this confirmation, this transformation to the image of God. We all receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you're here and you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I think that's everybody. Watch. When a strong man is armed, keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. So, before you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you were a house that was protected and owned by the enemy. His strong man was standing in front of you with his, with his sword and with his armor protecting you. And then one stronger than him came. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. One stronger than the strong man that had you bound came. Tore down his armor. Made him evacuate where he was living. And now that strong man... Before you were saved, you were just an undisturbed piece of property owned by the devil, owned by the sins of the world. But the day the one stronger than him came, he said, you're no longer allowed to stand here. Watch. Not only did he make him leave, he took his armor. He took his armor. He took his ability. Oh, Jesus, help me. I've got to calm down. What, what is being described as armor here, if you look at the original words, is actually the same thing as the stronghold that Paul talked about when he said, pulling down strongholds, casting out imaginations, and these things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, bringing it into captivity ever, all this. That's, that, that's the same thing. So now it's time for us to deal with the strongholds. Strongholds are thoughts that are not of God and watch they will so embed themselves in your life you won't even know they're wrong until every day you wake up and start becoming more like Christ 
those avenues that you thought will remain strongholds of the enemy until you allow because when we're filled with the gift I hope this is making sense when we're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost he comes he frees us but now we've got to take care of these things that have embedded themselves in the way we think I'm tired of seeing good people get the Holy Ghost and they don't take the full transformation into becoming like Christ because when they go home they are dealing with these thoughts and these imaginations and these wicked things that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of I had a conversation with a man just a few days ago just a few days ago filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost I mean just it was undeniable and he was delivered from one major thing and then we're sitting and we're talking and he begins to tell me about all of these thoughts that are weighing him down he said Dylan I feel like I'm called by God I feel like God wants me to do what you do I feel like I'm called to preach this is what this man that just received the Holy Ghost is telling me I'm called to preach I'm called to be used by God he said but these thoughts they're in my mind and they're weighing me down and they're crippling me that is a strong hold. The man is full of the Spirit of God. Baptized in Jesus' name. His sins are washed away. I told him the scripture. Don't you know that, that, that they were thrown into a sea of forgetfulness? And then it clicked in my mind unless we equip him with the knowledge of God to begin to tear down those strongholds, he will remain in sin. So as we deal with that, and as we continue to, to help those that are being filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got a responsibility now to get on your face and make sure that there aren't things living in the shadows of your heart. Yeah. David said, search me. Yeah. He said, try the reins of my heart, Lord. Yeah. See what steers the man named Dylan. Anybody ever rode a horse? You steer the beast by the reins. What steers me? So I need Christ to search me and make sure that there aren't some deeply embedded thoughts and strongholds still uh, uh, trying to hold me back from becoming all that Christ needs me to be. Watch what the apostle did when he started talking about Christian maturity. John, uh, 1 John 2 and 12. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Think about that. That's step one. Filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've been forgiven by sin, right? Your sins are forgiven the moment you receive the Holy Ghost. Okay? I write unto you, little children. I'm proud of you. Your sins are forgiven. You are filled with the power of God. Feel what God is living on the inside. If you are baptized in his name, I'm proud of you. Now, I'm going to write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. But watch to this middle part right here. Young men. Because you have overcome the wicked one. So there are some processes in our walk that we have to go through. There is the little children who are still drinking milk. And I'll tell you one of the reasons you're having an issue buying into revival. And I realize I'm preaching to the choir because you're here on Tuesday night. You're trying to drink milk as a baby. And you're not allowing God to mature you.
And you're staying a child in your knowledge and in your faith and in in who you are. And then you're wondering why you can't overcome anything. You're wondering why you can't take dominion over stuff in your life. When's the last time you cracked open the book and really read until God brought revelation, until revelation illuminated something in you that... Little children, great. Then the next step is, young men, you have overcome, but you're filled with his spirit when you're a child. You're freed from sin when you're a child. But it's that next step in Christian maturity that you tear down the strongholds that are in your life, that you become the young men that overcome the wicked one. And then once you have overcome the wicked one, now you're a father. What is a father? Somebody that has birthed something. Somebody that has produced some fruit somewhere. It's the steps of Christian maturity. And when you have overcome the wicked one, watch 1 John 2, 14. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong. And the word of God abideth in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Now, I want you to think about what Paul said. And now I want you to think about what John said. Paul said that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So you have the knowledge of God. You have how you understand who God is. And then he writes in 1 John saying, Now, you overcome the wicked one by what? Being strong in the word. This is more important than we realize. Because when you crack this open... It starts to say, this is wrong in your heart. This is wrong in your mind. It's the lamp unto my path. It's the light unto my feet. It's the word that illuminates the issues. And it's the word that gives you the tools to overcome the wicked one and pull down those strongholds. What did he say? He's a lamp unto my... How far does a lamp illuminate at one time? In the middle of darkness, turn a lamp on. What does it may illuminate? Five feet in your home? Ten feet if you've got a real good light bulb? And you wonder why your Sunday, Wednesday word isn't carrying you through the week. Because Sunday only illuminates so far. Wednesday only illuminates so far. Every day, I'm going to turn the lamp on and say, how am I supposed to walk today? What am I supposed to tear down today? And that is how you overcome the wicked one. So this is how we pull down strongholds. Everything that you want to know why strongholds come down on Sunday? Because the man of God's preaching the word. That's why these stories... Oh. When I was getting ready to learn how to preach, and I felt the call of God on my life, my dad said, good, put the stories away and put your nose in the book and learn how to preach the word of the Lord. This is what saves people. It's the word of God. It's how we illuminate our path. It's how we see those steps that are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the 
Lord, you can't see the path in front of you if you don't crack open the light that's going to illuminate those steps in front of you. This is what carves out the footprint for you to take that day. And so when we begin to tear down these strongholds, when we begin to pull down these things, we now allow freedom into the house, into the city. That's what's been going on. We've been tearing down some strongholds. You have been tearing down some strongholds. But if you leave that vacant, he's going to come back with seven times harder. And the next time you try to get rid of it, it's not going to be just a little prayer. It's going to take seven times the effort to remove seven times the devil. <laughs> so we have to, now that we understand, first of all, we have to remove strongholds within ourselves. We, we, have, we, we are moving some strongholds in the city. Now we've got to set up heaven's strongholds. So what is heaven's strongholds? This is what I feel like the Lord told me. If you disagree with it, then, oh well. <laughs> the purpose of all of this is for us to be conformed to the image of Christ. Because in the beginning, God made man in his image. Man fell. He didn't get caught off guard. There was a lamb slain from the foundation. He knew the plan of salvation when it happened. He knew what we were going to have to do to get back to where it started. So, his plan is for us to become in his image. Now watch. What is heaven's strongholds? You are heaven's stronghold. You are heaven's stronghold. You are heaven's stronghold. When you are allowing yourself to be conformed into the image of God, you become heaven's stronghold here on earth. Go back to the beginning. God made man from the dust of the ground. He formed him. He breathed the breath of life into him. Man became a living soul. He looked at him and said, I have made you in my image. And what was his next thing? When man was in the image of God, what was God's next words? Now I have given you dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. When man is allowing himself to tear down the strongholds of Satan within his life and becoming the image of God that he intended for us to be, then you become heaven's stronghold in this city. You are the stronghold that this city needs to hold back what's going on. I don't know how long I've been going. Not too long. If we're going to do what God wants us to do in this revival, and we're going to really have what God wants us to have in this revival, it cannot be about the preacher behind the pulpit. I made the statement last Wednesday. I said the transfer from the pulpit to the pew has taken place. And the reason that I said that is we... I, I hope, I hope that evangelists make it up in their mind to put themselves out of business everywhere that they go because I am not building my kingdom and I refuse to be a selfish preacher that stirs the pot and leaves places unattended by heaven's stronghold for another day. You are heaven's stronghold and it is God's plan for you now to maintain and retain the territory that we have taken. It has nothing, 
God uses a man. I, you understand? I, God uses a man. Yes. But it is not just for the office of the man to be the only time that we are taking territory. When the preacher comes and we take new territory on Sunday, then you've got to understand the transfer from the pulpit to the pew has taken place. And now it's time for the body to retain what has been taken. Bishop gave me the head nod, so I, I must be doing something all right. It's what we've got to start doing. When we leave here tonight, you've got to understand that you have done more here than just hear somebody talking a microphone. But in just a moment, when we begin to pray as the collective body, you're going to evict some things. You're going to overcome some strong men that have been holding the, the avenue of this city or of your life hostage. But it will come back seven times if you don't now set some things up. So when you get out on your day tomorrow, it's more important that you realize it's not just going through a day. You are an ambassador from this royal kingdom. You ought to walk to your job tomorrow and say, Lord, as I stand here as a stronghold from heaven, I claim this territory and I retain it by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus. This thought is what came to my mind. This thought is what came to mind two weeks ago. To the victor goes the spoils. It's an old saying. But whoever takes the land gets the spoils thereof. Anytime Israel was doing what God told them to do, they were serving the Lord. They tore down the altars of Baal. They, they tore down these, these, these things that they were idol worshiping. And they turned to God. What happened? They started taking new territory. They were blessed. They had all these good things. But the moment they turned themselves from God, what happened? The enemy started coming back in and setting his strongholds up. Altars to Baal would go up. Altars to this would go up. The spirit of Jezebel would go to work. The spirit of witchcraft would go to work all these things would go and they'd start setting up these strongholds up one more time and the next time it seemed like as you progress through the old testament it took a little bit more before they got to a place where they would repent again because the wicked man came back with seven friends and made it seven times harder we've got to get to the place where when when dylan's not here or the next evangelist isn't here you have set up heaven's strongholds and you're retaining territory it's more than just a series of services i've been fortunate to preach some great revivals not that they were great because i was preaching I've been fortunate enough to stand behind some amazing pulpits and some amazing churches. And we have seen many receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have seen many healed in the name of Jesus. We have taken much territory in many places. And I'll leave for a year and come back. And I've got to start all the way where I started the beginning of the very first revival. That is not the plan of God. the plan of God for this body to realize you are heaven's stronghold yes. here on earth. Yes. 
And if we're going to continue to take new territory as we progress into this, we have got to first start taking it upon ourselves to be sure that first and foremost, every day that we get up, we are becoming more like Christ. And as you create your Christ-likeness, as you become more like Christ, as you begin to whittle away of the fleshly man, you become the original plan that God instituted, man in his image. And when man is in his image, man is meant to have dominion. Man is meant to keep a God. Oh, watch what he told Adam. He said, Adam, I'm calling you to dress it and... This is your garden. Keep it. We're going to get more into this next week. And in in Jesus' name, we're going to to learn a little bit more. If God will keep talking to me, we're we're going to go a little bit deeper. But what we've got to realize is that as we continue to take territory, before we can take any more, we're going to set some strongholds up where we're at. And you hear me, as we maintain territory, the harvest is here. But what I refuse is to send them back unequipped into an enemy hostile territory so that those wicked things can continue to tear down those good things that have been invested into them. So it's what we're going to do. We are going to realize we are heaven's stronghold here on earth. You are. You are. You wouldn't be here if you weren't hungry for something real. You wouldn't be here on a Tuesday night. You wouldn't have, have, have left work. Some of you come straight here. You wouldn't have done knowing we got to be back tomorrow unless you were hungry for something real. I'll tell you what we're about to do. We're about to lift our hands. And we're about to start speaking some things into some territory. We're about to not just remove those things and tear those strongholds down of the enemy. But we're about to say now, I'm going to maintain those areas. And you're going to start speaking by the power of the word of God. By the authority of the name of Jesus. You're going to call out your street. And you're going to say, I, I build a heavenly stronghold in my home. I build a heavenly stronghold in my family. I build a heavenly stronghold in my life. Come on. Some are tapping right in right now and some are not. Those that are not tapping in straight away, you need to spend some time in repentance and you need to tear some things down that have set themselves up in your life and you need to ask God to purge you of some strongholds that have been living that you didn't even know were there right now. Come on, when you know not what to pray, the mirror, the spirit maketh intercession. 
Some of y'all don't know what to say right now. You need to release intercession out of you. You need to let it flow. And you need to start building some things in your city. Building some strongholds in your life. Come on, that's it. Some of you aren't tapping in yet. It's because you've got to repent first. You've got to purge yourself of some things that have taken place before you can get to where God is trying to take you. Lord, in this city right now, I pray, God, that we would become the strongholds of heaven that you have called us to be. That we would go forth, God, as the ambassadors that you have called us to be. And that we would realize that everywhere that the sole of our foot touches, we are taking territory for heaven, God. And let us not just evict the enemy, but let us now set up some heavenly strongholds that will not be torn down. Come on. If you need to move out from where you're at, you need to get out from where you're at. You want to start pacing this sanctuary, you need to start pacing this sanctuary. This is what God needs to happen right now. This is what this city is waiting on right now. Come on, you need to tap in right now. You need to realize your voice is very important in this moment. You need to realize your voice is very important right now. Come on, you are more. You are more than just another person on a pew. You are God's ambassador to set up some strongholds from heaven tonight. You need to speak into an area of this city that you have been waiting for God to send a harvest from. And you need to release angelic hosts before you. And the next time you're there, start taking territory and saying, I build a stronghold from heaven in this part of town. I build a stronghold from heaven. Come on, to the victor goes the spoils. Not only are we going to tear down other strongholds, we are also going to build heaven strongholds. If you're having a hard time tapping in right now, I'm going to say it one more time. You need to have a season of repentance. You need to have a season of repentance before you can tap into this. 
but God is here. He's birthing it in some people. They're realizing uh, what you've been fighting and why you've been fighting it. It's because the enemy has had some stronghold set up in your life that you're going to tear down tonight so that you can be all that God has intended for you to be. Come on, come on enemy, you can't have it back. This is our territory. Come on Satan, you're trying to push your way back into some of the places I've evicted you from. But only are you not welcome. I am setting up a stronghold from heaven here. And where the stronghold abides, the stronger one protects. You can't have it. You have no place here. You have no right here.
Come on, that's it. Do what you feel right now. Come on, flow in the Holy Ghost for the next little while. Come on, we're not going to worry about anything else right now. Just flow in the Holy Ghost. Uh, there are some heavenly strongholds being set up. And hear me, there are some strongholds in people's lives that they didn't even realize had embedded themselves in the way that they thought. They are being torn down tonight so that they can be used as heavenly strongholds in this city and in this revival. Come on, do what you feel right now. Be led of God. Be led of God right now.
Come on, let's it be used by God right now. <laughs> Come on, this is what it's about. You being used by God right now. Come on, maybe God is revealing some things that have been living in your imagination that are not like him. That's what tonight is about. That's all right. Rebuke it. Build up a heavenly stronghold and move on right now. Come on, I command depression to leave your mind in Jesus' name. I command suicidal thinking to leave your mind in Jesus' name. I command those things that are coming against this city right now. I speak to addiction that is trying to cripple this city. I speak to those that are bound by alcoholism. I speak to those that are bound, oh God, by drugs and that are bound, Lord, by the things of this world. I come, God, as an ambassador from heaven right now. And I begin to tear down strongholds within this city. And I put up the name of Jesus over this city. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous shall run into it and be saved I speak the name of Jesus over this city right now I speak the name of Jesus over this county I plead the blood of Christ over the minds of people Come on, those imaginations that have held you back from being used by God, they will end tonight in Jesus' name. Those imaginations, those thoughts that have held you back from God using you like he has been trying to use you for a long time. I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. I rebuke them and I plead the blood over your mind, over your heart, and over your house. And I speak life and liberty back into you. I speak a heavenly stronghold to be built in your heart and in your mind where those thoughts have once lived, where those things that have as you have once lived I command them to fall in Jesus name I speak it and it is done I pray a loosening of the saints of the most high God to go forward and do exploits in Jesus name come on get bold with your prayer get specific with your prayer come on dial in be specific right now don't pray in generalities pray in specifics right now
Come on, push back against that resistance a little bit right here, truth. Come on. That's what happens when you start messing with some strongholds. Resistance shows up. Come on, church body. Come on, push back right here. Come on, push back right here. Don't get quiet. Get a little louder. Come on, push a little harder right here. Come on, let's get a little deeper right here. Come on. The man of God stretched and it was to his ankles. The man of God stretched and it was to his knees. He measured and it was to his loins. He measured and it was waters that he could only swim in. When you measure right now, it is the stretching of your faith. And every time you push yourself, the waters are going to get a little deeper. The waters are going to get a little deeper. Come on, that's it. He measured and the waters got deep. Measure. That word measure literally means to stretch. Stretch yourself right here. When it gets tight, stretch yourself and watch the waters get deeper right now. When you get to these moments, it's like God leads us to the water like he did with Gideon and to see whose focus was what was before them and who is more concerned with the water right there. Come on, we got to press a little deeper. Keep your eyes on what's in front of us right now. 
Come on, I'm telling you, there's a wind of glory about to sweep into this room, but we've got to press in a little bit right here. Oh God! Come on, you got to press in a little bit right here. Come on, God needs us to focus in. God needs our intent to be on Him right now. If you've got to join with somebody to pray, join with somebody. Come on, that's it, press in. Come on, that's it, press in. It's here. I feel it coming into this room right now. Press in. Come on, press in right here. Press, press. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on, I feel the waters getting deeper. Come on. Come on, that's it. Press, press, press. Oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. <laughs> yes, Jesus.
I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying. Somebody's feeling to begin to move and speak prophetically over somebody else. You need to flow in the Holy Ghost right now. The gifts of the Spirit are here. Come on, you need to begin to flow in the Holy Ghost right now. The gifts of the Spirit are here. He aranda da boho shatarea tayala la basa. He ayala la la bosaya Come on, that's it. There are some thoughts. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. People are thinking right now to yourself, well, I'm just not qualified. Well, I'm just not good enough. Well, you don't know what I have done. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost right now, that is a stronghold of the enemy. And I command it by the power of the Word of God and by the authority of the name of Jesus to be torn down right now. Come on, I rebuke that way of thinking. You are good enough. You do qualify. I rebuke those strongholds that have embedded themselves into your mind that are trying to hold you back right now. Come on, this is what we're pressing against right here. Jeremiah 33. Call to me 
and I will show you great and hidden things. Call to me, and I will show you great and hidden things. Call to me, and I will show you great and hidden things. Come on, that's it right there. We need to begin to call. Come on, there are deep things trying to be revealed. Deep calleth unto deep. That's what's happening. The deep things of the kingdom are calling to people that are willing to go deep right now. Come on, that's it. On flow in the Holy Ghost truth. It's here. The gifts are here. I'm telling you, I know what I feel. God is prompting a lot of you right now, but those evil thoughts are holding you back. Those strongholds that have embedded themselves in your mind and you never realized what they were until tonight. God revealed it. That's an evil thought, and I'm telling you, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. 
There it is. Come on. Yes, in Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. you said in your word that when I was a child I spake as a child I thought as a child and I understood as a child and right now God I pray against immature thinking I pray now by the authority of the name of Jesus against immature doing God and I pray that there would be a spiritual maturity and with that maturity there would come authority and with that authority there would come ability the ability to tear down strongholds and build spiritual strongholds in their place God right now I come against every single immature thought I come against the things that we don't even know are not of you those things that we do immaturely God those things that are not of you I come against them and I speak of spiritual maturity I speak of spiritual authority God right now in your name God I pray faith of a mature spiritual person. I pray prayers of a mature spiritual person. I pray that an atmosphere of praise of those that are spiritually mature would begin to fall in this house. Authority that comes only through those times that you dig into your word. God, let that maturity, let that authority come. Let it fall in this house. In Jesus' name. God, I pray that gifts, spiritual gifts, God, that only come from the maturity that your word brings, that only come from the maturity that your spirit brings, let them fall in this place. Let them fall on each and every individual by the authority and the power of the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. There's a pressing in right here. Ah, come on, strongholds are coming down. Heavenly strongholds are going up. Come on, you're building things now. You've stepped into the stage now where you are beginning to build in the territory that the enemy used to occupy. You are now building those strongholds in those locations of which the enemy used to occupy. Come on, start speaking in Jesus' name right now. Come on, start speaking it. You can never come back here. Come on. Come on, speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Come on, speak that name now.
Come on, that's it. It's shifting into a praise in this room right now, and that's all right. There's a praise trying to come up in this room right now, and that's all right. You need to let it out. Come on, there's a praise coming into this room, and that's all right. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Come on. It's all right. If it's all right, I can, can we all come together as we close this out tonight? Is that all right? Can we end this as one body? Everybody together. Thank you, my friend. However, your pastor would see comfortable. Can we all come together up here? We're going to pray together to close this thing out. Now, I don't know if you feel what I feel in this room, but there is victory. And not only has there been victory here tonight, but I feel like some strongholds from heaven have also been set up tonight. There, there is undoubtedly key people in this room that have been tormented mentally. So much so it has kept you up late into the midnight hour, 
thoughts of craziness you never thought you would even think have come into your mind, across your mind. And there's freedom from it tonight. And one of the things I've been feeling that I have been fighting in, in this room, that we have been fighting in this room, is key people still allowing that stronghold of doubt to fight the faith that is trying to be produced in your life for God to use you like he wants to use you right now. So the reason I wanted us to pray together, if one can put a thousand to flight. I don't know about you, but there's more than two up here. And so we're going to pray together as we close this out. Now, I'm not going to give any instruction when this is done. This is done. We'll call it a night. I do want to say this before we go into this last prayer. Do not stop setting up heavenly strongholds when you leave here. When you go out into the city tomorrow, when you walk out of these doors tonight, do not lose gained territory. Keep it. Keep it. He said, Adam, dress it and keep it. This is your garden. And I, I felt to say this earlier as well. You see, when, when I say the things about Christian maturity, it seems like people think that only somebody who is at this level can operate like I've been talking about. But that's not the point of tonight. What you've got to realize is anybody that is every day trying to become like Christ is what I'm talking about tonight that has that ability to be heaven stronghold. You never make it. Paul said, I press toward the mark daily, every day. The apostle Paul, the majority of the New Testament, he wrote the majority of it. And that man said, I press every day of my life. If he didn't make it, none of us have. So there's never a point from new birth until the day that the Lord takes you that we stop becoming like Christ. So whether you've been in this for five weeks or 50 years, the point that I was trying to make is, is you become heaven's stronghold when you start trying to become like him every day. That's where we are at tonight. So continue after this last prayer in setting up heaven's stronghold throughout this city. Continue to not letting the enemy take and come back and live in a swept house. It's clean. It's furnished. Everything looks good. Now, let Jesus occupy. We are occupying with the stronghold of heaven now. And tomorrow night when we come back, if we take what has happened in this room tonight into tomorrow's service, every person that needs the Holy Ghost will be filled. Every person that is possessed by a devil will be set free. Every person that needs to be baptized in the name of Jesus, just like it was on the day of Pentecost, heaven is going to prick their heart and they're going to say, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? It's here. So we're going to close this in an apostolic prayer together. And whenever we're done praying, we can go eat pizza or do whatever you're going to do after this. I know a lot of us have work tomorrow. Go to sleep. But when we're done in this moment right here, do what you want to do. But I want us one last time as a collective body, we're going to pray. And those that are still battling the torment as we have come together, you're going to be set free in Jesus' name. There's one man in this room, my brother, there's such an anointing upon you. 
I see it all over you, and that's why you've been fought like you've been fought. You have a voice that heaven needs to use and that the earth needs to hear. And it's happening from tonight forward in Jesus' name. You feel it. It's on you in Jesus' name. I want us to lift our hands. Everybody together, if you feel comfortable joining with the person next to you, join with them. And I want us to lift our voices in Jesus' name. Come on, in Jesus' name. I command anybody that's fighting mental torment, you are free in the name of Jesus as we have come together. In Jesus' name, I bind with my brothers in Christ right now and my sisters in Christ. Lord, and through the spirit of unity, let heaven fall here on earth. Let us set up heavenly strongholds all across this city as we leave here tonight. Let us do what only we can do for heaven, God. From tonight on, God, use us for the glory of the kingdom. Send us out of here as ambassadors, God. Ambassadors that are going forth to take new territory. And not just take it, but set up strongholds from heaven. That nothing would ever come back upon it again. Come on, I speak angels to go home with you tonight. I speak angels to go into this city tonight. I speak right now that the spirit would begin to draw the lost, the hurting, and the broken. That they would come into this house and that they would feel the freedom of the Holy Ghost on a Wednesday night.